The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I am your host, Reverend Galen McDowell, and I am the executive minister, senior assistant minister, and the director of the Johnny Coleman Institute at Christ Universal Temple, which is led by the Reverend Dr. Derry B. Wells and founded by the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. I'm in the midst of a series titled Exploring the Power of Intention or the Power of Intention by Dr. Wayne Dyer. And this chapter that I'm teaching today, chapter three, Connecting to Intention, will continue to build the building blocks of how do you work with intention. Now, I'm not going to go back and recap all of the information from the previous episodes, but I do want you just to be present to what we're doing with this material, what I'm doing with this material. I'm seeking to help you understand a better concept of being in the flow of spirit. What does that look like? How does it work? How can you practically benefit from being in the flow of spirit? So again, chapter three is connecting to intention. And I may teach all of this chapter today. I may not. Let's see how we work with it because I made a promise to myself that I would teach this material as slowly as I needed to, to make sure that I got across what I'm seeking to get across. All right. So the chapter starts off, chapter three, connecting to intention by first of all, stating a quote from Thomas Troward. It reads, the law of flotation was not discovered by contemplating the sinking of things, but by contemplating the floating of things, which floated naturally and then intelligently asking why they did so. Now, Thomas Troward is well-known in the New Thought Movement. He was an early metaphysician in the 19th century and in early 20th century, but primarily 19th century. And he had a very large effect on a lot of the New Thought, early New Thought writers, authors, and leaders, especially Ernest Holmes. Ernest Holmes took a lot of his work and did what he needed to do. But again, he was a great early metaphysician in this, what we now call New Thought Movement. It wasn't called New Thought when Thomas Thomas Troward was in it. Now, so the law of flotation was not discovered by the contemplating, by contemplating the sinking of things, but by contemplating the floating of things which floated naturally and then intelligently asking why they did so. So what he's saying is you don't, you can't win by the contemplation of losing. You can't prosper through the contemplation of debt. You don't get better with your health by contemplating sickness. You get better by contemplating health, contemplating what are the principles, techniques, and strategies that produce health or prosperity or peace or joy, or love, or healthy marriage, or healthy family situation, or peace of mind. You have to put the power 
excuse me, direct the power of intention to where you want to go, because this power is the creative force, the creative power that's already working in through and as you. But as we get more into the flow, the more we can express it in our everyday lives. All right. So. Wayne Dyer says on page 36, the key word here is contemplating or what you're placing your thoughts on as you begin utilizing the enormous potential and power of intention. That's key. You must be able to connect to intention and you can't access and work with intention if you're contemplating the impossibility of being able to intend and manifest. Oh, that's good stuff right there. You can't discover, you can't work with this stuff if you're thinking about what's not possible. The moment you turn your mind off, that's it. The moment you say, I can't, then you don't have to stretch yourself. You don't have to grow. You don't have to pull on resources. You don't have to do any of that work. You just say it. That's it. And because that's it. That's it. Now, he went on to write, you can't discover the law of co-creation if you're contemplating what's missing. Now, I know it's very challenging at times, especially at regular levels of human consciousness, not to just focus on what's missing, what's missing in your finances, what's missing with your health. You know, you can have every part of your body except for the big toe feeling well and all of your attention will go on the big toe. Well, your body's designed to say, pay attention to me. But sometimes we get caught up and not realize that it's good to be grateful for all of the parts of our bodies that do work properly. And even if we don't have all the money we want to have right now, thank God for the money you do have and the resources you do have, even if it doesn't show up as cash, because somebody could be helping you. That's cash. Somebody could treat you to lunch or dinner. That's cash in its own way. Someone checking up on you, thanking God for the relationships that you do have, people that do care about you. And I realize there's some people who have a narrative that I don't have any money and I don't have anybody that loves me and I don't have this and I don't have that and I don't have this. But somehow, some way, you're still here. You're still moving along. And as a as a newborn baby, as a toddler, as a child, you didn't take care of yourself. Somebody had to do something, even if they clumsily messed it up, still got you to the point to where you can take care of yourself. There's always something to say, thank you, God, for. Now, Wayne Dyer went on to write, you can't discover the power of awakening if you're contemplating things that are still asleep. The secret to manifesting anything you desire is your willingness and ability to realign yourself so that your inner world is in harmony with the power of intention. I'm going to read that again. And in my book, I have a prescription sign next to that. When I see something that's a beyond a highlighter point, that's highlighter plus, I highlight it and then I put a prescription sign, the RX next to it. This is a RX. The secret to manifesting anything you desire is your willingness and ability to realign yourself so that your inner world 
is in harmony with the power of intention. This is so important. Your inner world of thoughts, your inner world of feelings, your inner world of beliefs, your paradigm, your context, your point of view, are they in alignment with the power of intention? Hmm. So he went on to write, next paragraph. The way to establish a relationship with spirit and access the power of this creating principle is to continuously contemplate yourself being surrounded by the conditions you wish to produce. This is another highlight and prescription sign. I'm going to read it again. The way to establish a relationship with spirit and access the power of this creating principle is to continuously contemplate yourself as being surrounded by the conditions you wish to produce. Let me be clear about what he's saying. You have to sit and see in your mind and get into the feeling of what I need, I'm already one with. The resources, the provision, the money, the relationships, the opportunities, the hookups, and just sit there and contemplate that. Sometimes just lay in bed and contemplate. And I know people will say, well, you got to get up and get into action. And I agree 100%. And before you get into action, get your mind right. Get your mind right. So in, in my early days of Christ Universal Temple, when I first came here, um, one of the things that, one of the statements I heard from the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman from the platform and from teachers, but Reverend Coleman would say this all the time. God is the source of my supply. God is the source of my supply. God is the source of my supply. Sometimes you just have to sit with yourself, take that statement, and just say it over and over again. Sit by yourself somewhere, away from everyone else, and just say it over and over again with feeling, and just sit with it. God is the source of my supply. 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 Now, supply might not be your issue. God is the source of my loving relationships. God is the source of my loving relationships. Or God is the source of my peace. Or God is the source of my success. God is the source of my health. God is the source of my joy. I don't know what it is. Here's what I do know. You have to sit with things sometimes. 
this is what the Buddhists do with the mantras. When we see the Buddhists doing the mantras, mantras are just affirmations they repeat over and over again, over and over again, over and over again, over and over again. Affirmations or declarations or proclamations, whatever they're seeking to speak. And what they're doing is, and I'm not saying this as a Buddhist, I'm saying this from my perspective. I'm not saying this is the Buddhist intention because I want to be clear. I'm not a Buddhist and my Buddhism uh, study at this point really kind of just revolves around my martial art practice. I studied it many decades ago, but I'm not anywhere near an expert in Buddhism. But from my perspective, again, my perspective, the chanting, the mantras is just the conditioning of the subconscious mind. So your inner voice, your inner world, your inner conversation can be in harmony with the power of intention. That's my perspective. I'm not saying it's their perspective, but I want it to be clear. As you, as you learn a thing, the first level of all learning is repetition. It doesn't make a difference what the learning is. The first level of learning is repetition. Can you give back to me what I gave you? That's repetition by doing it over and over again. So if you, first of all, you start by doing it and 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 doing it until you can duplicate what's been given to you. So you learn your ABCs, you write your alphabet, you write them, you write them, you write them, you write them, line by line, line by line, line by line. And by that repetition, you learn your alphabets. Then you take the three-letter sentences, God is good, uh, or something simple like, uh, you know, I don't even try to remember a three-letter sentence from, from kindergarten, but you know, something or three or four letter word, uh, you know, something like, uh, you know, Galen is great. I'm just going to use that. So three letter, three letter sentence, then four letter sentence, et cetera, et cetera. And you learn by the repetition and through the repetition, you're able to build. But you have to learn through repetition. So just like that, with this learning how to deal with the power of intention, you have to contemplate you have to work on training your mind to accept the truth that you want to be in alignment with, the truth about your own spiritual nature, the truth about God, the truth about God in you and you in God. So I'm going to read it again. The way to establish a relationship with spirit and access the power of this creative principle is to continuously contemplate yourself as being surrounded by the conditions you wish to produce. I just want you just to contemplate it. What would it feel like to have enough money to pay all of your bills and then have money to play with What would it feel like for your body to be strong, vital, and if you're dealing with a health challenge, pass that health challenge? What would it feel like? What would it feel like 
to live in the home of your dreams? What does that look like? What does it feel like? What does that home look like? What does it feel like to be in a loving, fulfilling, committed relationship? What does it feel like to have friends that love to do the things you love to do and talk about the things you like to talk about and enjoy the things you enjoy? What does that feel like? What what does it look like and what does it feel like? You have to, again, contemplate. Contemplate. Not just, okay, I gave it a surface thought and move on. Contemplate. What does that look like? Sometimes you have to contemplate a thing until you can accept it. I'm going to give an example. I've mentioned this on the show before, some few years back. I think it was year two of me being at Christ Universal Temple. Year one or year two. Reverend Coleman started a series that she was doing on the metaphysical interpretation of the life of Jesus. And she named the sermon series, which was probably the first quarter of the year. You are to be equal with Jesus. Now, I've been in metaphysics up to that point, probably about a year. I had had a miraculous spiritual healing of asthma after going to the hospital, almost dying from an asthma attack. Being in the hospital for four days, almost four days, uh, getting out, being uh, homebound, can't go outside. Two and a half weeks, two weeks, was it two weeks? Two weeks, excuse me, I don't want to misspeak. Two weeks, and then being on two inhalers and gigantic pills after that. I'd already made that demonstration of of healing my lungs, getting off the two inhalers, getting off of the pills, and all of that. But when I heard her say, you are to be equal with Jesus, something in my subconscious mind came up. My maternal grandmother, amongst many things, being a businesswoman, a real estate owner, and many other things with my grandfather, one of the other things she was was hardcore, sanctified Christian. Some years later, when I got older as a child, she got ordained and tried to start a church. But let's go back to sanctified or what people would now call Pentecostal Christianity. She was highly sanctified. And something about my grandmother's training and probably other training I just received growing up through life just had an inner resistance to the title, you are to be equal with Jesus. It doesn't bother me at all now. But I realized when it came up and when I first heard it, and I heard it the first couple of weeks, I was like, man, what's going on with this? I realized that I wasn't necessarily in harmony, in alignment with it, because it was a part of me that couldn't accept, even after that demonstration of healing, And some other things that I did within that first year of studying metaphysics that said, okay, 
let's let's leave Jesus alone. Jesus is at, at another level. Now, I still believe Jesus is at another level, but not because of origin, but because but because of consciousness. Now I do believe we are to be equal and beyond. But at the time it was I had inner resistance. I wasn't contemplating on the statement that Reverend Coleman was saying. I was contemplating on the resistance that came up from the statement. So it takes time to accept what's being presented to you at times. So I want you to think like Jesus. So she would say that you needed to think like Jesus would think. Jesus always thought that God's provision was at hand. You don't have to send the people away. We're in the wilderness. We're going to feed these 5,000 men plus women and children. Mm. We don't have to stop the wedding party from going on, a wedding reception. I'm about to turn this water into wine. And whether you believe this literally or not, it's not the point. The, the point of the stories are to let us know that God's provision is always available. You don't have to mourn Lazarus' death. I'm going to call Lazarus out of the tomb. But why? Because the way to establish a relationship with spirit and access the power of this creating principle is to continuously contemplate yourself as being surrounded by the conditions you wish to produce. Hmm. Hope you're getting it now. Hope you're getting it now. He went on to write. Dwell on the idea of a supreme, infinite power producing the results that you desire. This is why some people will affirm things like God wants me to have it. Reverend Ike used to literally just affirm God, God wants me to drive to ride around in Rolls Royces. Now, is that literally true? It's not the point. I don't think divine mind is at that level of detail. The question is focusing this power of, of intention that shows up that says, I desire Rolls Royces. I desire the experience of Rolls Royces. So he got into the mentality and the feeling and the contemplation of Rolls Royce living. I just want you to just play with that for a moment. I was watching a clip of Jay-Z being interviewed a couple of days ago. And in the interview, he quoted one of the pioneer people that came slightly before him, uh, Rakim of the famous Eric B and Rakim uh, rap group. Rakim is considered by many people to be the greatest lyricist in hip hop history. And when people were asking Jay-Z about his mindset, he quoted Jay-Z, excuse me, Jay-Z quoted Rakim. And this is what he quoted. 
He said, Rakim said, and this is from a song, constant elevation cause, causes expansion. I write my rhymes while I chill in my mansion. Now, constant elevation causes expansion. So he was talking about how as you continue to elevate yourself, elevate your mentality, that will cause expansion in your life. Constant elevation causes expansion. I write my rhymes while I chill in my mansion. Now, here's what's funny about that lyric. When he wrote that lyric, he was not living in a mansion. He was a young man living in New York, coming up as an up-and-coming rapper, and that was his first, that was a song from his first album. He did not have it like that. After the first album came out and he blew up, yeah, he probably had a mansion, but he didn't have a mansion when he wrote that lyric. But get the point. Rakim was telling us that constant elevation causes expansion. And because he was contemplating writing rhymes while I chill in my mansion, he manifested it. Again, reading Wayne Dyer. Dwell on the idea of a supreme, infinite power producing the results you desire. Constant elevation calls. I think Rakim probably said calls without causes. I'm just saying that because of the English. I think it really constant elevation calls expansion. But I'm going to say causes expansion because I don't have the, the lyrics of the song in front of me. Constant elevation causes expansion. This So young Jay-Z heard that. If I continue to grow in my mentality, I can't help but grow. The Bible would say it this way. Pray of Jabez. Enlarge my territory. Expansion. As you elevate spiritually, as you grow spiritually, your life is supposed to be more expansive. You're supposed to have more impact. You are supposed to be in tune with more resources to produce what it is that you say you desire in your life. Constant elevation causes expansion. I write my rhymes while I chill in my mansion. So just like Reverend Ike saw the Rolls Royces and young 20-year-old me saw the other end of asthma. And the way I saw the other end of asthma was I'm playing basketball with my friends. I'm playing football at the park with my friends. I I'm went and signed up that same year for two different martial arts schools. Constant elevation causes expansion. I write my rhymes while I chill in my mansion. So I write my rhymes while I chill in my mansion was the result he saw from his constant elevation that caused expansion. What's your expansion? What's your, I write my rhymes while I chill in my mansion. All right. Let me do this quick commercial real fast before we get back to teaching this material. One, this show has a Facebook page, which is Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. 
I tell people it's the easiest, quickest way to get in contact with me. So if you have questions about the show, if you have comments, if you want to contact me, it's an easy way to reach out. Also, I want to remind you that I'm also on Instagram. I'm also on Twitter under Galen McDowell. My Facebook Galen McDowell is, is a private page, but my Facebook on Truth Transforms of Reverend Galen McDowell is not. My Instagram is public. My Twitter is public. So I want to make sure that we know that that's coming down the, the pike. Also, still working on some tweaks with my book, Truth Transforms, but stay tuned. It's coming up fast. It's coming up fast. I want to make sure that we have what we need to do what we need to be able to do. Um, you know, and so just stay tuned. What you know, stay tuned to my uh Facebook page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell, my Instagram page in particular, those two. I, I'm on that more than Twitter. Uh, for things that are coming up, speaking engagements, you know, I'll be speaking at the International New Thought Alliance annual congress in July. I'm going to be, you know, speaking at uh, the Celebrating Our Soul Conference at Unity Village, which is a conference I'm, we, I did an interview with Reverend Celeste Frazier about, you know, doing that work, uh, speaking there on prosperity and success. I got some stuff coming down the pike. So I want to make sure that you are in tune, stay in tune to what we're doing. Don't forget that mindbodyspirit.fm has a, a mobile app. You can download it to your phone and listen to the episodes on your phone through the app. If you're listening in other ways, I still appreciate it, whether it's through this website or through the other ways you listen to it, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, all of those places that have apps. So I want to thank you. I want to thank you. I want to thank you. So we're going to take this quick, quick, quick pause, and we'll be right back with True Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm in the midst of teaching chapter three of the book, The Power of Intention by Dr. Wayne Dyer. Chapter three is connecting to intention. And I want to make sure that I'm taking my time to teach this. And I'm sure you probably didn't think you were going to hear a Rock M lyric in the midst of this series, but you know, that's how the process works. I'm a product of the hip-hop generation. I grew up listening to Rock M and Big Daddy Kane and Public Enemy and all those guys. So that's what's in my soul. So when it comes out, it comes out. Now, get back to the book, page 36. I'm going to quote what I was teaching right before we took the quick pause. 
Dwell on the idea of a supreme, infinite power producing the results that you desire. This power is the creative power of the universe. It's responsible for everything coming into focus. By trusting it to provide the form and the conditions for its manifestation, you establish a relationship to intention that allows you to be connected for as long as you practice this kind of personal intent. It's talking about being one with the creative forces, the creative power of the universe that we call God. That we call God. Can you accept the possibility that you are one with God? Oneness. Sameness, one with God, one with your good, one with all life, oneness. So he went on to write. The Wright brothers didn't contemplate the staying on the ground of things. And Alexander Graham Bell didn't contemplate the non-communication of things. Thomas Edison didn't contemplate the darkness of things. In order to float an idea into your reality, you must be willing to do a somersault into the inconceivable and land on your feet, contemplating what you want instead of what you don't have. You'll then start floating your desires instead of sinking them. The law of manifestation is like the law of flotation. And you must contemplate it working for you instead of contemplating it not working. Now, what's interesting to me is this. This stuff just works. But if we can't keep our mind stayed on that which we are seeking to demonstrate, it's very difficult for it to happen. We have to stay focused on what it is we're seeking to produce. I love to use the example of the blind man, the blind beggar sitting by the road and he hears word in the, that Jesus is coming by. Hearing about this guy who heals people. And when he hears Jesus coming by, he starts shouting. Uh, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me and all that type of stuff. People are crying, you know, people in the crowd, people that are with Jesus, part of the entourage are trying to shut them up. Shut up, you know, be quiet. Let us pass. Let Jesus pass through without you, you know, bothering him. He would just get, he just got louder. He just got louder. And he got Jesus's attention. And Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? Powerful question. And the man said that I might see, that I might see, or I want, I want to see, and we use more modern translations. I want to see. 
Jesus blessed them. He might have said one of his statements. I don't have my Bible verse right in front of me. Something, you know, Jesus would say things like, according to your faith, be it done unto you, and all type of stuff like that. And the man received his sight. Now, here's what's interesting. When you start talking about the contemplation of what you say you want, he did not let the negative conversations of people trying to shut him up from getting his good. He only realized one thing. There's a guy who has a reputation for healing people, and he's about to walk right past me. And I'm only contemplating Jesus stopping and healing me, healing my sight so I can see. He did not contemplate that not working. So when they tried to shut him up, he just got louder. And when Jesus asked him a very specific question, he knew the very specific answer he was seeking. Is it possible that the power of intention is asking you the same question? What is it that you want me to do for you? Mm. That I might prosper. Okay, prosper how? In what way? How much? That I might have love. Love, what does that look like for you? See, the man was very clear. He didn't, he didn't just say, bless me. Or I want to be healthier. He was very clear. I want to see. I want to see. Let's go back again. Wayne Dyer wrote, in order to float an idea into your reality, you must be willing to do a somersault into the inconceivable and land on your feet, contemplating what you want instead of what you don't have. Mm. He didn't give Jesus the story. Well, you know, Jesus, I've been blind for 20 years, and I've been on this road begging, and people won't help me, and my family won't help me, and my wife left me, and all of these stories. He just got right to the point. I want to see. When he was asked the question, what do you want me to do for you? He just went right to, I want to see. Are you that clear in thought? I want to see. I want to be a millionaire, a multimillionaire. And just looking at, you know, one of the things that's, that's interesting, um, I, I love to follow athletes. Um, I'm a big NBA fan. NBA, NFL are my things, but I'm a huge NBA fan. I can almost watch any NBA game. Of course, I'm a Chicago Bulls fan, and Michael Jordan is the GOAT. But anyway, well, one of the things that I, 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 I love to acknowledge about who I consider the second best player ever, LeBron James, which is not a diss, he's great, is when he got on, he had a core group of friends who got it, where he said, look, I'm going right from the NBA to, uh, high school to the NBA. Now, I need my core team to be tight. And he put them in positions to learn 
something that could benefit not only LeBron, LeBron and the person learning it, but their whole group. For instance, Rich Paul, who uh, was one of LeBron's friends, and now is one of the power sports agents in basketball and possibly other sports. I don't even know because I follow it primarily with basketball. So these guys learned the ropes, found out what they needed to do, obviously leveraged the influence by being LeBron's agent. Like, why am I paying these people this agent fee of whatever it is, 3% of my contract to people who are not going to necessarily bless me, bless my community, bless those that are close to me. So he created the contemplation of having his team of friends around him being trained, developed, and good enough to stand on their own two big spiritual feet and support the network of building the empire called LeBron James while they're building their own little empires. That's the contemplating of being surrounded by the conditions you wish to produce. I just found out a couple of days ago that Kanye West has a sports agency and he's getting high-level athletes. I was like, well, which is the same thing Jay-Z did many years ago. The people were like, why is these rapper guys getting into our thing? Constant elevation causes expansion. I write my rhymes while I chill in my mansion. That's the contemplation. That's the contemplation. Now, going back to page 36, and I know I'm taking an exceptionally long time teaching this material. I'm going all this time, and I've only really literally taught pages 35 and 36, but I promised myself that I was going to take my time. Again, repeating what Wayne Dyer wrote. The law of manifestation is like the law of flotation, and you must contemplate it working for you instead of contemplating it not working. You want to manifest the thing, you can't contemplate it not working. Now, does that mean, does that mean you... You shouldn't have a plan, a strategy, a blueprint. No, write your blueprints. Get your financial strategies. Get your plan in order, without a doubt. But before the plan, you have to see the end. You have to get to the what before you get to the how. You got to be very clear about the what. Very clear about the what. Very clear. The law of manifestation is like the law of flotation. You must contemplate it working for you. Now, here's the thing. He wrote in italics for you. So he's emphasizing for you. There's a power that can work for me. 
there's a creative force that can work for me. There's a divine law that can work for me. There's an infinite grace that can work for me. Not for me from, from an ego perspective, because I know it's easy to grab that like a eat with the ego and just run with it. I'm talking about it from the perspective of I can direct through love because we've already dealt with the faces of intention. When I'm in alignment with these faces of intention, I can direct this power of manifestation so strongly that I can produce what other people would consider impossible. This is why Neville Goddard wrote, man's faith in God is measured by his confidence in himself. Do you believe in you? Do you believe it's possible? Do you believe you can pull it off? According to your faith, be it done unto you. These are the mysteries. So I'm going to stop here. And next week, I'm going to drill down more into this chapter. It might take me three or four weeks to get through this chapter. It just has so many good nuggets. But I just didn't want to run past this information. I wanted you just to lean on it. All right? And I want to leave by quoting again this statement that I've probably already read eight times that Wayne Dyer wrote on page 36. The way to establish a relationship with spirit and access the power of this creating principle is to continuously contemplate yourself as being surrounded by the conditions you wish to produce. Let that be what you contemplate on for the rest of the week. That one statement, lean on it, listen to it, play with it. Allow spirit to speak to your soul about it and see what comes up for you. With that, we're going to close. Again, if you have questions, if you have comments, or you want me to know something or something burning on your soul, reach out to me on Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell or my Instagram page. Those are the two quickest ways in which I get the messages. I don't check Twitter as often, but if you do send it to Twitter, I will get it. God bless you. God bless you. And let's get this good. Constant elevation causes expansion. I write my rhymes while I chill in my mansion. God bless you all. Take care. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.